to the Pacific Northwest Triathlon Report with Anique Chalier and George Thomas. I'm in Boulder, Colorado. Anique's in Portland. Our guest tonight is Lisa Warms. We're going to be talking about uh, her journey to the 70.3 World Championships in Austria this year. Anique, great to have you back and welcome to the show, Lisa. It's awesome to be back. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Anique, why don't you get things started off tonight? Okay, sounds good, George. Um, so, Lisa, tell us a little bit about um, where you're headed off to tomorrow, I believe. Is that right? <laughs> right. I, I have my bike all packed up now, and I'm finally almost packed personally. So I'm heading off to Austria tomorrow for the Ironman Half World Championships. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> when is the actual race? The race is going to be this Sunday, and with the time change, I think I've got some friends who are planning to be up at 2 a.m. so they can watch it. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, I'm pretty honored that you're spending the night before you leave here chatting with us. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> I, I don't promise that I'll have great answers or, for anything. I've sort of got race brain heading into this race now. <laughs> race brain, I love it. <laughs> I'm going to blame everything on race brain from now on. <laughs> it's a real thing. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you qualified and, and how, how you got to this, this level. Uh, last year I raced a Lake Stevens half, and that was in August. And um, I ended up third in my age group there, but the first two girls had other commitments or had already qualified, so it rolled down to me. So I got oh. to go. Wow. <laughs> and I had to call home quick. We had just come back from European vacation that summer, and so I had to call home quick and make sure it was all right to commit to go back to Europe one more time. <laughs> That's great. Did you have to make the commitment right there and then? Yeah, you have to. When they call your name, you have so long, and then it rolls down to the next person. So I really did have to, to pay right then and be ready to go. I can't imagine family saying, no, Lisa, you can't go to the world championships. <laughs> Let's try next year instead. <laughs> well, in, in triathlon, everything's so expensive. So I had been sort of thinking I was going to buy a new bike for myself, and that sort of took a big chunk of the money off, especially with it being over in, in Europe for the first time instead of the States. So it really, it, I did have to weigh my decisions. I think you made the right decision. <laughs> I would agree. I think so. I'm very excited to go. <laughs> um, so, Lisa, how long have you been doing these half Ironman distance races? I really started doing them about three years ago, and I just did one. I had a friend who wanted to go do Lake Chelan, and so we went and tried that one. It was hot as heck. I did not enjoy it. I kept thinking about jumping in the lake the whole time we were running. Um, so I didn't, didn't know that I'd go back to that. Um, but then I switched and I did two full-distance Ironman in between. And now I love the half. It's the best invention ever. <laughs> so you weren't a big fan of the full-distance Ironman. I, it's a long run on my old knees. Yeah. So I, I think I really like the half-distance. You can feel like you're sprinting a little bit more than in the, the Ironman Zone 2 activity <laughs> for however many hours. Right, yeah. right. 
and the preparation maybe takes a little bit less time out of your schedule. Right. Well, that's, I work full time also. I've got four kids. I work full time and then trying to fit all the training in, which is like, you know, at least a part time job usually. So it's, it's a, it's a big balancing act always. I can only imagine you must have very, um, understanding family members <laughs> and super supportive family members. Yes. At times. <laughs> When I, I did my first Ironman, my husband was right behind me. This is great, but please don't ever do another one. <laughs> and then you did another one. And then, yeah, I had to, he told me we'd be divorced if I got did another one. But somehow he stuck around and decided I could probably balance it all. I was doing an all right job with that. So, no, wait, wow. wait. How, how many have you done since the divorce threat? <laughs> Just one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pending one for next year, we're not committing to that one quite yet. Iron I, I would yeah. love to hear about how you balance your work schedule with being a mom of four kids. I mean, that is incredible. Well, sleep is a little bit overrated. I <laughs> don't get enough sleep, and I know that's one of the things you need the most, I think, when you're training that hard. But that's that's the one thing that gives. I can get by about six hours every now and then. I sleep more, but rarely. It's just incredible. <laughs> do you um, train with a team, or do you a lot do a lot of your training by yourself? Since you've got to balance all these other commitments in your life, right? I do do a lot of my training um, on my own, just because of the hours that I've got to yeah. keep. Um, but usually, there's a group. I, I work out in Camas and at a gym there, and there are a lot of people who like to do Ironman. So there's usually somebody else who's in the same boat, needs to run 18 miles or whatever craziness is going on. A lot of marathon runners out there too. How fortunate. So, yeah. <laughs> we can't all just stumble out the door and find somebody who wants to run 18 miles with us. That's great. <laughs> it's a nice community out there, very active. Yeah, I enjoy it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's hard. I know from my experience, juggling all these other commitments with, uh, with training, you end up having some early hours by right. yourself on a bike or in the pool. So well, that's what I think you find out who, how committed you are. If you really just enjoy the sport um, for yourself rather than and I'm doing this because I committed for it and I promised somebody else I'd do it. You find out the people that really do just like it. Right. And enjoy juggling all those mm -hmm. things. Yeah, it's kind of a special yeah, kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> there are nice ways to say that, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. What are so your what, strengths in a triathlon, Lisa? Where do you feel like you are at your best? And also, what kind of terrain do you prefer? I like cooler climate races. Um, I've gone back. Uh, I've done a few hot races, and I just melt in the heat. I, I do much better if it's a little cooler climate. Um, I started off as a runner. My dad was a marathon runner, and so that's sort of something I started off in high school. Um, I was, I did swim team for a little while in high school also, nothing spectacular to <laughs> talk about. And then biking's the thing that I've sort of come into lately. I really got my first, I had a mountain bike in college, but my first road bike I bought in 2006. So I haven't really been biking all that long, but now I love the biking. I think that's one of my strongest legs in the triathlon now. So I'm curious about your race day and if you have like any 
interesting process you go through to prepare on race day, things you have to do, or weird, weird, weird process points? I don't think so, but <laughs> somebody who watched me might have another opinion of that. <laughs> I know uh, we did Wildflower, my, a couple of my friends and I, we went and did the Wildflower Triathlon last year, and... It was hysterical to watch the whole campground because everybody's camping at that one. Uh-huh. And the whole campground came at life about the same time. Everybody got up, they boiled their water okay. for their oatmeal, made their little bit of coffee. You know, it's like we are so regimented like that. And I'm sure I have all of those little ticks too. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I kind of just. I just love the sport, and I do this because I love it, and I, I don't have a coach. I don't Interesting. race with power. i got a watch this year. I have a yeah. garment that actually works. <laughs> um, but I, I don't do any of that stuff, so I don't know if I'm you know, less jaded, that I, I, I can do my own thing. Um, I, I don't know. It seems to be working. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, keep it up. I'm really <laughs> impressed that you've been able to accomplish all this without a coach. I assume that you've had a coach all no, this time. No, I went to camp this year. Yeah. Broke down and spent some money with right. to go to Chris Beck's camp, which was a fantastic experience. I really love that, seeing the whole nutrition side. But then you also get all of the... You know, Uber thinkers about the sport too <laughs> that you know that analyze it to death and with all our gear and right, our technology. Right, and so you know, I think that that would be a fun way, fun thing to get into. And I am kind of looking at being coached going forward because I I'm getting a few more specific goals I'd like to do. Oh. So, can you share that? <laughs> oh, thank you for asking that. <laughs> I'd be curious. I want to well, learn from you. I, you know, I. I, I'm just amazed at how far you can go in the sport when you're just determined and consistent. I think that's one of my greatest strengths in training is that I love to get up and swim or bike or run or all three. And Good. I have a hard time holding myself back a little bit from it. So, um, I forgot where I was going. Oh, your goal? Oh, my goal. So, yeah. So, I I went to nationals two years ago, and I ended up... For distance? For Olympic distance. Olympic distance. Went back to Milwaukee Mm -hmm. um, in 2013, and I ended up 33rd in my age group. Awesome. Just playing. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to see if I could squeak a little more out of that. You're going off to Worlds, and that just is fascinating. Uh, (laughs) We'll see how that goes. (laughs) And then always, as the the ultimate Ironman goal is to go to Kona, I would love to do, and that's kind of why I want to do one more Ironman, is Ah. to see if I can't get a little closer. Which might mean you'd actually have to do another one after that if you qualify for Kona. (laughs) (laughs) I must go and stand there. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think he, he... might break down and go to Kona. Yeah, okay. Like that one. <laughs> the kids might too, which could cost the, a fortune, but right. whatever. Well, that, tell them it's either college or we all go to Kona together. <laughs> what do you prefer? <laughs> right. Now, Lisa, what is your mindset when you go into a race? Are you out there to finish? Are you out there to win? Or are you really just focused on yourself, trying to put together the best race you can for yourself? Oh, you know, everything goes out the window when the gun goes off. I love to race, love to race. Anybody in the pool next to me will tell you that (laughs) if we're out there together, we're racing. (laughs) When I commute home on my bike, I'm racing. So I just love to race. I think that's so fun. I love competing. 
So I don't really go into it with a mindset, except I want to, I want to do well. I'd love to be on the podium. So I'd say that's a mindset. (laughs) (laughs) Going for gold. (laughs) No, it'd be fun to have somebody teach me how to use power and know what I can do to improve everything a little bit more rather than just going all out all the time. Are you kidding? I'm like your biggest fan now. I'm a total perceived <laughs> exertion. I've never used a power meter, never used a heart rate monitor. I love it. <laughs> it's fun. I think there are those people who can get in their heads too much. I have a few friends who have gone into races and their power meters haven't worked and they were done. They didn't yep. know how to function without it. So I think there is something to listening to your body a little bit more, especially if it's an older athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Ani? Yeah. You you don't always know like what your what your gear is gonna do for you on race morning and so that's happened to me where the machine turns off and it's like, Okay, well, back to basics. Right. What do my legs tell me? How right. fast are we going? Mm-hmm. How much more can we put out? Right. And it's uh, it's a different part of your brain if you're not accustomed to it. Right. Sure. But it, it is something that's good to adapt because I think you can use that more than anything else. A number's a number. You could have improved your performance, your ability, but you're still focusing on that same number. So if you don't know how to play with the numbers (laughs) or your power, then you can get into trouble. Sure. Not do as well. Now I do think it's interesting where you said that when you're out on a ride it's a race. When you're swimming it's a because there is such a sense of camaraderie that I've always felt among the, the Northwest triathlon community. Um, do you feel that as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we have our Sunday social group that I'll go run with. And that's not a race. That's just fun. Until somebody, you know, makes it a into race. race. <laughs> but no, I, the community up here is fantastic. I love it. And I've gotten more into it this last year. Um, and I've started to do a few of the bigger races, and it, it's it's so supportive, and there's so much knowledge out there, and gear, and advice. It's mm-hmm. fantastic up here. So, Lisa, I mean, world championships—that's such a huge title. Uh, again, how do you get out of your head with that? I know you've got race brain right now, but going into the world championships—that's got to be. Not overwhelming, but yeah, I mean, it could be. It can be very overwhelming. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I didn't want Um, to put words in your mouth. No, this year, I think I've, I'm not going into it as competitive as I would otherwise. I had some hip issues earlier in the year. I learned that you need to stretch a little more over 40 than what I was doing. So I, I fixed that problem, but I did. I got injured in January and then again in May with the same thing. And so it sort of put my running off this year. So I think if I hadn't had that, I would be a little more, a little tighter wound than I am now. Um, But like I told my husband the other night as we're packing and I was getting nervous that, you know, at this point I'm at least the hundredth best in my age group this year. So <laughs> it sort of takes the pressure off. I can only do so poorly. So, but I, I am going in. I feel great. I am ready to give it my all. 
So how big is the world's competition for 70.3? I don't really have a good sense of how large that is. It looked like there were about 100 people in each of the age groups. So it's, it's okay. a, you know, at least 2,000 people out there and then the pro field, too. I see. So okay. It should be a good group. Jesse Thomas was just um, posted. Uh, he did a little recon mission on the bike and posted pictures from all the towns and things, sights to see out there on the course. And <laughs> I got my stomach flipping. <laughs> okay, now we can't let you get away with, you said you were about, a, there were a hundred people better than you, but there's a hundred people in each, each age division. I'm sorry, Lisa, <laughs> no. <laughs> there's only 50 better than you. <laughs> Yeah. I can only be the hundredth position here, so I, I, I think it'll be better. But yeah, absolutely. So, what do you have planned in Portland before you take off? I mean, you're here talking with us tonight, early departure tomorrow morning, and then you're there, and it's going to be race time in a couple of days. Right, right. Yeah, we're leaving tomorrow just after lunchtime, and I'll get into Munich just after lunchtime. Um, and then we are heading down to Austria. That's that same night we fly in, and we'll stay there and do all of the check-in and excitement. There's a, an event I want to go. They have a pro meet and greet, so I have to go do something like that. Um, they have the big banquets, a parade of countries. There's a fireworks show afterwards. Do you get to be in the parade? I don't think so, oh. but they, they're doing something. It just sounds so Olympic-like. I'm kind of excited to see all of that. Are you going to be like part of Team USA as a representation there? Or? I don't think they do that. Um, so I, yeah, I, I just don't know. We'll have to tell you afterwards. <laughs> but um, after the race, my husband and I were staying a couple days in Austria, and then we're heading over to Iceland afterwards. So we're kind of excited about that trip too. That sounds like a good recovery. <laughs> period reward for right. lots of hard work this year. Right. I think so. For both of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Sherpa needs some recovery yes. time too. <laughs> Is this going to wrap up your season? Or do you have more races planned for this fall? Gosh. <laughs> um, I think if everything goes well, I'm going to come back and do Best of the West Olympic to hopefully go to nationals next year. Knock on wood. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> well, it sounds like it can't get any better right now. I just wish you the best of luck going over to Austria. And, uh, Neek, if you're willing, we're going to check in with you, Lisa, when you get back to the United States. Is that okay? That would be great. That was. This has been fun. Thanks. Yeah, we'd love to hear the full report of how it all went down and what you were feeling and mm -hmm. the whole way through after you've had some relaxation time. Right. right. <laughs> I sort of, I, I went to Boston for the first time in 2009 and I remember coming back from that just feeling like a rock star. You know, everybody <laughs> knows the Boston Marathon and yeah. got excited and asked you questions about it. Flight attendants to the chefs at the restaurant. So that's kind of what I'm thinking this is going to be like. So I'm very excited. Very oh, cool. It's great to hear. Well, Lisa Warms, thank you very much. You've been listening to the Pacific Northwest Triathlon Report with George Thomas and Nick Chalier. I'm in Boulder. She's in Portland. And again, visiting with Lisa Warms about the 70.3 World Championships. 
Over the Top Cycling. I'm George Thomas. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Ned Fulmer. And I'm Ariel. We're from the Try Guys, and we have a new podcast called Baby Steps. It's an irreverent parenting podcast because parenting is not perfect. We just had a newborn, baby Finn. I got pooped on. Ariel has pink eye. <laughs> I don't have a big guy. <laughs> we talk to some experts. We even bring you 4 a.m. thoughts from our garden. Oh my gosh, it's literally 4 a.m. Just to <laughs> go back here, I thought I got poop in my eye. Yeah. And that causes pink eye. Parenting is a mess. We're a mess. You're a mess. Join us every Sunday. Listen to Baby Steps on ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST, A-cast. 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 recommends. <laughs>